People are concerned for their jobs. There's layoffs all over the place right now. So you have to go into every client communication with that as the mindset. Like I need to make sure that my communication is being very appropriate for the time. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, and in these episodes, you'll hear Sangram interview incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here again. Good morning, everybody. Monday morning. We have a lot going on this week. Uh, I thought we'll just do LinkedIn Live just for one week. And then there's been like so many incredible comments and conversations happening. I'm like, why not just do it 20 minutes every day? It's it's greeting Valley. So I have a good friend of mine, Jeff, over here. Jeff is the CMO of Park Mobile. Jeff, how are you doing, man? Good. Good morning, Sangram. I'm I'm loving your your new hairstyle uh, there. (laughs) I was wondering if that was like a faux hawk or a bedhead or some combination of, of both. But um, you may have to go to my barber pretty soon. <laughs> Why not, man? I think clearly we both have a different idea of hairstyle as we got into this conversation. Right. <laughs> anyway, man, well, Jeff, why don't you share a little bit about yourself and what Park Mobile does? Because I think your business and what you guys are up to is something that is that is worth learning from how to navigate in these tough times. So Jeff, go for it. This is a really interesting time for us. So for, for those who are not familiar with Park Mobile, we're the, the number one app for parking in the United States. We're in about 400 cities across the country. Uh, and we let you pay for parking just on an app as opposed to going to the old-fashioned parking meter and having to have coins. So it's a really nice solution. We have about 18 million users of the app across the country. So it's a it's a very well-known, widely used app. But the current pandemic has really created some interesting challenges for us as a business because if everyone is sheltering in place and people aren't going into urban centers and there are no events, people are not parking. Yeah. And that that has a a significant impact on our business and and creates some real challenges for us. And, And just like for every other business that operates in in cities like restaurants and event venues um, we're going through through tough times and um, doing all the smart things we're reducing expenses we're kind of hunkering down to kind of ride the storm and we're very fortunate though that we have a lot of resources we have you know we're owned by BMW and Daimler so two big uh, auto manufacturers that that have a lot of resources so we'll be able to weather the storm very well but it, it it's created some some challenges, but also some opportunities. And we've thought a lot as Park Mobile, what can we do to give back both to our users and to our our clients, the the cities that we work with? And so that's been a lot of our focus since this really started to to develop over the last four to six weeks is how do we we, um, shift everything we're doing, which was all about user acquisition and client acquisition and, and become more or less a company focused on consultative services to our clients, and then enabling charitable giving for our users. So very different state of the business today. I love that, man. So give a thumbs up to, to Jeff here, because I think they are their business is literally based on the fact that people park. 
And that is significantly impacted as a result of it. But they're doing some really incredible things that he's about to share. And when we were talking Friday, I'm like, Jeff, you got to come on, uh, on the show and share. So, so Jeff, before we get into that, share a little bit about the, the idea that I have been sharing and recognizing since last week. And I'd love to get your thoughts on this uh, as a peer marketer. I've been saying this, and we at Terminus have been saying this more than ever now, is that retention is the new acquisition. And at this point, if every organization can figure out a way to retain your existing customer base, be with them in these times through consultative programs or some of the things that you're about to go do, it actually is going to not only let you survive, but thrive as the storm calms down and you are able to move into it. So I'm curious to get as a marketer, you and I, we, 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 we are hired to create more of an acquisition engine, right? In organization, we're like, all right, you got to you go create 10%, 50%, 100% growth for the company. And now I feel like marketers are challenged with that. Companies are challenged with that. And I wonder how much of that idea of retention is your new is the new acquisition resonates with you right now and your organization, your founders, your CEO? Yeah, that's um, that's something we're we're focused on a lot. Now we have a, a little bit of a different business model than a traditional SaaS company. You know, most of our big clients are cities that go out for an RFP every five years. So it's uh, we're in a, a, a fortunate position that we don't have contracts auto renewing every month, and we need to make sure we retain that revenue. But to your point, you know, you say, you know, retention is the new acquisition. Uh, some might say flat is the new up. <laughs> um, but but that's that's the mindset you have to shift. It can't just be about uh, I have to sell everything I possibly can. There's kind of a new normal now. I would say most companies are not looking to make major purchases. You know, even if there's a need and they're still doing evaluations, they're probably not going to stroke a check for a big new SaaS solution or a big new service project in in the near term as we ride this out. And so you have to think about that from your acquisition strategy. Yes, you want to continue to fill the top of the funnel. Yes, you want to still create interest around what you're doing. But like you said, the more important thing is to pivot a bit to focus on your customers and how how can you help your customers during these times? Yeah. What are the kind of programs you could put in place that will uh, support your customers as they're dealing with the significant business challenges you have right now. Like the last thing any company should do, whatever product or service you sell, would be an aggressive renewal strategy with your customers, right? I think that that would be a a mistake. Uh, We've had some companies call us about, you know, contracts they're renewing and it, it just, it feels a bit tone deaf right now, right? Um, and it shows, it shows an important thing. And, and this is always something that I think about. Uh, for, for your clients as the company, you want to show them that you are more interested in their business than your business, right? Every successful salesperson, every successful client success person, their clients believe that you're vested in success that, that as the client, my business is just as important as your business. Right. And, and that's really such a critical mindset right now. So, you know, client success teams and, and sales teams who are reaching out, the first thing you shouldn't talk about is the auto renewal. The first thing you should talk about is what's going on with your business? What has been the impact 
from coronavirus. Are you guys doing okay? How can we support you? Yeah. And this is the time that relationships are built, right? Like relationships are for life are built with your clients. So you just have to think about that and be very, um, very conscious when you're talking to your clients that there's a lot of apprehension. There's a lot of nervousness. People are concerned for their jobs. There's layoffs all over the place right now. So you have to go into every client communication with that as the mindset. Like I need to make sure that my communication is being very appropriate for the time. Yeah, I love that, Jeff. Two things I want to jump into. One specifically around what are you guys doing right now? Because you have a significant base on your mobile app that you had you know, looked at and you guys came in and figured out. I think everybody listening right now, this is really, really important. It's like, what do you do innovatively, creatively around that? Um, so uh, I want to jump into that. So Jeff, you, how many people do you have on the mobile app and what did you do over there? Well, in normal times, we have, uh, you know, we have 18 million total users that we've acquired in the last 12 years the company has been in business. We have usually in a normal month over 2 million people using the app every month. We'll process somewhere around three to 400,000 parking transactions every single day. Mm. So it's, you were doing a high volume on the app in normal times. Now, these aren't normal times. So you're seeing the transaction volume really kind of fall off a cliff in a lot of ways. And, you know, as a marketing team, we think about, all right, does it make a lot of sense to build our brand right now to to drive user acquisition, Mm -hmm. right? Is that, you know, do we want everyone downloading the app right now when nobody's going into city centers to pay for parking? And we realize that's probably not the best strategy. It's not the best use of company funds uh, at this time. So we made the decision to, to say, well, how can we help? How can Park Mobile be part of the solution during the pandemic? And we said, well, what do we have? We have a lot of people who use the app. We have a lot of organizations in our local communities that, that need money to support you know, healthcare workers, to support food service workers, uh, to support the poor and elderly. And we said, well, maybe what we can do is enable our app as a way to donate to these good causes locally. Mm. So in several of our key cities, and then also nationally, we are running campaigns right now encouraging people to donate to charities. So in Atlanta, which is our corporate headquarters where we're located, we're donating, uh, raising money for the Giving Kitchen. So we're, we're marketing to our users to, to give to a good cause. Mm-hmm. And the way they're able to donate is right through the Park Mobile app. Wow. So they don't have to go to a, a separate website and set up an account and go through that whole process. In the Park Mobile app, they already have their username, their credit card payment information. So in just like three clicks, they can make a dollar donation, they can make a $5 donation up to $50 donation. And then Park Mobile is going to match a portion of the funds that we raise. Wow. So we see this as a, a really important way to give back to the community, to support the communities we operate in. We're doing a similar program in Louisiana, Washington, D.C., Denver, Colorado. And we're doing a national one also for um, the charity Feeding America, which supports food banks all over the country. So that, that's really our consumer strategy right now is like, let's do some good. Let's help our communities during this time of need. And when things get back to normal, we'll get back to business as usual. But right now we're using our platform to enable charitable giving as opposed to using it to enable parking. 
I love that. And I hope everybody gives a thumbs up to, to Jeff over here and his organization and check out, where can they check out the Park Mobile app? So you can go to the Park Mobile website, parkmobile.io. Right on the homepage, there's a banner. It says donate now. Yeah. I'll give you the information on the charities we're supporting and how to go and um, make the donation. You can also go to my Twitter page. I did a little video demo on how to donate. It's super simple if you've ever used the Park Mobile app. If you're in Atlanta, it's just zone number 101. And it'll give you an option to choose the giving kitchen and you could uh, choose your donation amount. So again, fast, easy way to just make a quick donation. We take no transaction fees off of it. 100% of the money goes to the charity. And we're also going to match a portion of the donation. So, um, you know, this is um, one of our core values is, is about supporting your people, supporting your community. We take it very seriously. So this is something we're really um, ramping up during this time. Isn't it fascinating, though? To, to, to think about, and this is, this is for every one of us right now, is that right now we're figuring out what's the most important thing for us as individuals, as team leaders, as businesses. And so very quickly, we're able to look at what we already have and look at it from a completely different lens that we never did before. Even though we had this, like you already always had that level of data and information. But all of a sudden, we are able to quickly flip and say, you know what? This is not the time to just continue to figure out how to sell. This is the time to go back to what we stand for, what we are all about, and do it so quickly. And I think you, uh, Megan Eisenberg, is another one of those. In 48 hours, she changed. She's in the travel industry. We talked about it on um, a couple of weeks ago on this. She changed the entire website, including the social handles on the website to replace from like, hey, where are you going to travel that obviously nobody's traveling to like, hey, how can we help you with your business planning and all those different things? They partnered up with another uh, company and figured out how do we give all the details around the travel updates so that the travel industry is up to date. So all organizations for everybody right now, if you are, if you're right now listening to this, if you're in business today, this is a time for you to be super innovative and super creative. And chances are, Chances are you already have something that's worth it. You already had that core value, that deep kind of buried in, and now you need to bring it back even more than you ever did. And, you know, if you did that right, I think like like Jeff is doing with his organization, I think the customers that you have, they're not going to leave you, right? They're going to stay with you. They're going to stick with you. They're going to love you more than they did before. And, and hopefully in the future, do more things with you as we come out of this. So kudos to you and the organization doing this. Thanks, man. Yeah. And I'll, I'll mention one other thing we're doing because I, I really talked about the consumer side of the business, right? And you could hear my dogs in the background. Probably. Welcome. What kind of dogs do you have? Let's just, I'm sure there are a lot of dog lovers here. I have two mutts. They're both rescues. They're, they're awesome. They're, they're, they love having us home right now. This is like, like, this is like heaven for them because they get mom and dad and, and family 24 uh, seven. Yeah. Uh, the other side of our business, there's, so there's the, B2C side, the consumer side that I talked about, helping raise money. There's also the B2B side or the B2G side with all of our city clients. And this is another best practice, I think, for companies. So, you know, if you're a a technology company, a software company, you have lots of clients. Right now, you're seeing what all your clients are doing, right? You have a unique view into how lots of companies are responding to the crisis. Right. What are you doing with that information? How are you enabling? another client to understand something um, one of your other clients is doing. 
So one thing we just did, we posted a blog on, um, on our website about how cities are responding to coronavirus from a parking perspective specifically. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing some really innovative things like free parking for people going in to grab takeout or a prescription. You're seeing um, cities turning parking garages into overflow facilities for, for hospitals now. Wow. Um, you're seeing healthcare workers get free parking anywhere. And they have special permits. Um, so it, it's really interesting. And, and cities are getting, are also, you know, if, if they do have some kind of paid parking, they're all saying they're turning off uh, the meters because they don't want people touching services. They're saying only pay by app. Yeah. So a lot of really interesting, innovative things that different cities are doing, but they don't all talk. Uh, and so what we've done is we've tried to push this information out. So as an industry, um, because we're, we work with so many cities, we can share what every city is doing and we can share the best practices across all of our clients. Again, that's another great way for your sales reps or your customer success reps during this time. What should they be doing? Well, they should be sharing best practices. Mm-hmm. They should look across the companies that they work with and say, hey, Terminus is doing this really innovative thing. You might want to think about doing it right now. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the kind of sharing. And again, the kind of consultative approach that companies need to take right now in order to really um, solidify some of these relationships and add value during a very tough time. I love this, man. So I'm, I'll share some of the comments from. So we got Chad over here, Balaji, who says, hey to you. I think you know him or he knows you. Uh, Gianni says, this is brilliant. This is the kind of stuff that people should be doing uh, out there. Uh, we got uh, Michael. Uh, the donation idea is huge. Uh, love this. Uh, Allison Lodi, I think you know her as well. Uh, she's from Indy. This is awesome. All right. Uh, Michael. Uh, ah, this is interesting. So. Um, He's asking about this, like, is this how many of these things that we're doing? And there's another one. Um, Let me make sure I get the questions right. There are three things that consumers are looking for emotionally right now, I feel like, because I think everybody is, as you said, stone deaf to the cadence programs and the sales outreach and all those things. But sales has to meet meet some sort of quota. For, for them to be there. I mean, the reality is that, and this is, as you said, there are layoffs happening, there are things happening right now, and it's, it's hard. So as a CMO, as a leader in an organization, how do you advise your sales team? Like, yes, from a marketing perspective, all this sounds bright, all this sounds good, but as an organization, you also are supposed, if, if you can't do any of this stuff, that's gonna be just feel good, or you can't sustain, because as you said, you're part of this organization that has, probably a better capital formalization that allows you to sustain this level of slow growth for now. But there are organizations who are probably out of business in the next two months if they don't bring a dollar in. So they have a sales team. Any thoughts, any advice for them? Yeah. So, I I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot we need to do right now. I mean, I think, I think as just people, we need to have a lot of empathy for, the people in our community that are really, really impacted by, you know, what's going on. And frankly, you know, there are businesses that are not going to make it. We know that, you know, I, I would, uh, I would encourage anyone who's, um, who's listening that where their business is challenged. If you have less than 500 employees, there are some new loan programs by the government right now that you should look into. But again, back to my original point, you know, it's it's not business as usual. This is this is business as unusual, actually, 
as unusual as I've, I think I've seen in my career. And so the way we, we act now, I think will, will be really inform the relationships we have when this is over. So, you know, from a sales perspective, you know, if, if you are a sales rep and you're every day getting up and dialing for dollars right now, I, I think you're making the wrong decision. I think your sales management is pushing you in the wrong place. If I were a sales rep, I would be checking in with any current op I have just to say, hey, how are you doing? Is there anything we can do to help? I'm a resource right now. Here's some best practices we're seeing of how other companies are dealing with the pandemic. But nothing should nothing should be on the table as far as, you know, when are we going to sign the contract? I need to hit my quota this quarter. I mean, I hope sales leaders yeah. are getting, um, are being able to, you know, eliminate quotas in the short term, yeah. right? Um, it's just, it's just something that is not going to work uh, because the times are, are so tough. Um, but, you know, the other thing that you can do, and, and this is something that we just, we're about to push out this week. Um, we use uh, the company uh, Sigster, which you know is now part of Terminus. Yeah, and so in all of our email banners, we realize we're still sending out a lot of emails. We're going to change the messaging in all of our email banners to either uh, raise money for charity or to promote best practices for cities. So if you're a sales rep in your banner, it's going to have you know you know see best practices for cities during uh, coronavirus. And these are just email banners. You don't need Sigster necessarily to do it, but Sigster is a great tool. Um, but it's those kind of things. It's just arming your clients or arming your sales reps with lots of content that they can consistently share with their clients. So there's a reason to have a dialogue. They're continuing to build the relationship during these tough times, but they're not coming off as, um, trying to hit their quota. And I think that's probably my biggest advice. Quotas yeah. will come, you know, we'll be back to quotas in a couple months, hopefully. Um, but for now, focus on the relationships, ensuring people are okay, having a lot of empathy and, 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 you know, focus less on the traditional role of the sales rep, which is, you know, crushing the quota. Uh, I'm with you, man. Todd, I got one more question from, this is from Allison, Allison uh, Lodi. She's saying, love what you guys have done. Uh, curious, how do you think this experience will permanently change your business? How might social responsibility feature more prominently or differently in Park Mobile's future? Yeah, so it, it's a great question. Um, Park Mobile is already very um, active uh, from a social perspective and from a community service perspective. Um, you know, so this is kind of in our DNA. Um, and events like this, though, they, they kind of activate it a little bit more than kind of the, you know, just normal times. So it, it really helped us focus on things that we do every day, but really kind of brought it to the top of mind. Um, and But I, I do think um, thinking of a different way to use the app to raise money uh, is important. And I think that's something I could see us doing a lot more of. Um, trying to use what is essentially a payment tool, a payment transaction tool in the app, and thinking of other ways that we can deploy that payment transaction tool to help the community. And and so that's that's um, something that we've um, we've been talking a lot about during this time. Are there other ways that we can enable payments during this time? And 
um, give people an option to pay on the app if you know to donate or to to send money. So those are things that I think are, are really interesting. But I, I also think you know one of the things when this because of this event, it's probably going to make us rethink some things about our business model as well afterwards. And I think every company is going to yep. think about it the same way. Um, you know, we do have a small um, bit of our business is subscription revenue, mostly from users. So users could pay 99 cents a month and subscribe to an upgraded Park Mobile experience. Um, that's going to become more important, I think, after this, because we know that um, the transactional revenue we get every day is really driving our business, but it's that reoccurring revenue uh, is really nice to have during times like this. Yeah, um, you know, you as a software executive understand that because um, a lot of the the SaaS companies out there, uh, even though you might not be acquiring business as much and you might be losing more customers than normal, you have that recurring revenue to kind of get you through this time. Transactional businesses like Park Mobile don't have as much of that, so that's one of the things that I think this has really made us aware of the need to have more diversified revenue sources, the need for more subscription revenue that'll be um, more sustaining during potential downturns. So that that's another area where I think we're looking at the business model, and we're we're going to probably um, you know not not make some significant changes, but definitely. Potentially, you know, invest more in potential subscriptions and other ways to make money, um, rather than just um, just the trans every yeah. transaction. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's every business is going to be transformed at this point. All right, so I'm going to wrap up on a couple of notes. One, I, I do uh, maybe the second part of this is which is that the helping is the new selling is a better metaphor for for everybody right now. If you're in an organization right now. Um, I, I see a lot of questions. Hey, Nitish, I see you again. Thank you so much for joining. We're wrapping up right now, but keep that question. I want to ask that question when we, when we have Justin tomorrow um, on this, uh, how we are as an organization trying to do it differently. And we're not, I'm at least in our organization, we're not even talking about COVID. I'm like, there is so much information about it. We are not government officials. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know anything around it other than the fact that we know marketing. And we know like how at this point marketing can actually have a really interesting brand presence around certain things, how you could do the same thing, how you can actually go back to some of the basics of certain things. So we did something really interesting that we did not know. We took a risk and it essentially ended up being the second highest day of traffic and inbound for us uh, on April 1st as part of it. So we will talk more about that question specifically in Nidish uh, tomorrow and you can jump in as well. The that so helping is the new selling part. You mentioned about this idea of like you as an organization, if you are a marketing leader, I think right now every marketing leader needs to spend as much time as they can with their sales leaders to help them figure out what is the messaging they need to go because they have their first call deck and a second call deck and all those things, and they're not using it right now, right? Like all the product marketing stuff, like they, they just not, it's not working. So what is it that you could do as a marketing organization to help them and surround them with all these messages? I think you have to just rechange, reimagine, reinvent some of those areas. And it's probably going to be for the better. So think about that for, for one. And, and then finally, I, I wrote this down is that what Jeff, you and your organization has done by pivoting completely for the time being on helping the existing base to actually now make them part of a bigger movement. And being happy because they all already want to be that. 
I think it's phenomenal. So genius move, really, really good. I really appreciate you sharing that. I think it's going to spark a ton of creativity in the community. So thank you for doing that. And so Um, I'm going to throw the uh, link uh, in the chat after I connect so uh, people could go get more information about the charity. And if they want to donate, we'd appreciate that. Awesome. And where can people reach you? Uh, People could reach me on LinkedIn um, or on Twitter. It's uh, at Jeff Perkins 8. Uh, so feel free to connect and stay in touch after this. Awesome. And for everybody now, like I'm, uh, I put it in there, I'm getting a ton of inbound conversations going and it's hard to keep it on LinkedIn all the time. So I'm personally trying to create a small um, Slack group and we'll see how it goes. So if you're interested, just hit me up directly, just IM me, uh, direct, uh, DM me and we'll go from there. So again, Jeff, boom. Thank you so much. This was fantastic. All right. See you all tomorrow. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.